This is Pastor Rick Qualls, and I'd like to welcome you to Soul Talk. This is a place where we talk about our souls and the different influences on them uh, for our body, spirit, and mind. We do all of this in order to strengthen our Christian lives. Hi, this is Pastor Rick with Soul Talk. This is a place where we talk about our souls and uh, the things that encourage us and the things that uh, will help us grow to become better, stronger Christians. Uh, today, our program is going to be about forgiveness. Uh, I saw uh, some figures by George Barna, who does a lot of different studies, and he said three out of four Christians struggle with some forgiveness for someone in their heart and in their life. Oh, are we holding grudges? Three out of four, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that amazing? It's, a, it's amazing, but not unpredictable. Not surprising. No. Yes. We got a problem there. And then I believe magazine says that whenever they run a, a little... Uh, blip on uh, forgiveness that they get the uh, heaviest response to that. And as I've been thinking about the Gospels and all that Jesus said, I think you're never more like Jesus than when you forgive somebody who's hurt you. Absolutely. We're never more like Jesus than when we forgive somebody who hurts us. So I was just kind of taking a look at Jesus' process for forgiveness found in Luke 6, 27 through 28. And the Lord says, but I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. Uh, The very beginning, Jesus says, is that we have to make a choice. Are we going to maintain a grudge? Are we going to maintain uh, some anger? What are we going to do? And he says that we need to make a choice. And that choice is about whether to love someone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that making love to have someone that that we uh, care about is sometimes really hard to forgive when they hurt us. You mentioned in the study um, that uh, the article, or you mentioned that when they put out an article on forgiveness, is when they get the most feedback. That's when they get feedback. And do you think that's because we value what we call justice over forgiveness? When 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 we perceive that someone has wronged, done something wrong, that we value that they pay for it rather than forgiveness. We, we in our culture now, especially we're so unwilling to forgive. In fact, when someone does forgive, we get mad at them. Yes, that's true. We are making the mistake of Jonah in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, (laughs) we, uh, if there's somebody that's hurt us, then we want justice. Mm Mm-hmm. If somebody has hurt someone else, then forgiveness of Jesus is the appropriate way to go. And so we're pretty self-centered when it comes that way. So Jesus tells us that we first of all need to make a choice. Are we going to choose to love our enemy? And that is a choice. Uh, Love is not a warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh, but it is a choice of how we're going to behave and what we're going to do. A few weeks ago, I was reading a book called Amish Grace, 
And the book was about uh, how the Amish responded about a year or about 10 years ago when there was a shooting in their schools. Mm -hmm. Immediately, the parents and grandparents and uh, the whole community surrounded the, uh, the home of the shooter in order to forgive that family and let them know that they were forgiven. Mm-hmm. And when it came time for the funeral for uh, the shooter, uh, they came and they got the family and they took them uh, to the funeral. That, that was an amazing, amazing uh, response to forgive. And so they made a choice. Now later, as it made a point in the book, they did go through the grieving process But Jesus said to forgive your enemies, and so they were going to do that in a very practical and a very serious way. Yeah. I always think about that specific instance you brought up, and then there was one that happened a couple years ago uh, where an off-duty police officer, after working a double shift, um, went home to her apartment building, got off on the wrong floor, didn't realize it, uh, couldn't figure out why her apartment door was unlocked, Mm-hmm. Walked into the wrong apartment because it was it wasn't her apartment. Mm-hmm. Saw someone inside and thought it was an intruder and shot him. Yes, killed him. Young man named Botham John. He was actually in ministry, um, but he was African American, and uh, it was a big deal because of that. Because of the tensions we have in our country right now, the officer right. was white, um, and there were lots of people that tried to pretend that they knew exactly what had happened there. We don't. The only people that know are that officer. And, mm-hmm. and but anyways, at her sentencing, she got found guilty, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at her sentencing, Botham John's brother, who is also a Christian, stood up and asked for leniency and went and hugged her mm-hmm. and forgave her, like publicly. That is amazing. And what shocked me about it was the backlash onto him was all the people that there was a backlash onto him. Like, how could you do that? I did not pick up that part. Mm-hmm. I remember the incident, but I didn't realize that he had a lot of backlash. Yeah, it was big on social media. A lot of that backlash on social media. Um, wow. But that's what I think of. I think of that Amish story, and I think of the Botham John story. Yeah, in the Amish incident, there were news crews from all over the country that came in and wanted to know what the difference was between Amish forgiveness and Christian forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And their response was, there's a difference? Yeah. There should not be a difference. They're following Jesus Christ, and that's what we're called to do, is to follow Jesus. I, I think what you would find was not, not all Amish would have made the same choice that that group of folks did that could very well be i think that was probably on an individual level that that was kind of taken on and adopted by the group because i i find that it's much more rare forgiveness in our culture is rare right now yes it is it is i'm betting that wasn't so much an amish thing uh as maybe it should be like we're christians that's that's what they said it should be a christian thing but it probably came from a couple hearts hmm Hmm. So uh, Jesus tells us to begin to uh, by choosing to love our enemies. And mm-hmm. we've got to decide if we want revenge or if we want uh, forgiveness. 
Then the next step, uh, he tells us, is to name it. You've got to express and make a list of the losses that you've had through the herd. It may have been somebody at work that uh, got their raise because they spent gossip on you or uh, did something else and they got your promotion. It may have been some kind of mental abuse or some kind of betrayal, verbal abuse. You need to make a list of exactly how that has hurt you. This whole thing is, is uh, the whole situation is your enemy and you need to decide how you've been hurt because you can't move on. Mm-hmm. The next step, Jesus said, is to pray for your enemy. Uh, praying to love your enemy is to seek the very best for them and uh, to ask the question, how is it that God wants to bless their life? And so after we pray, then we bless those who've hurt us. And to bless is to speak. And we're to speak the good qualities of our enemy. What can you say that's kind? And then Jesus tells us to do good things to those who've hurt you. What is the first act that you can do that's positive for your offender? That may be the hardest. That may be the hardest thing of all a break and take a minute to let you think of someone that you have forgiven in the past. This is Pastor Rick, and we're continuing on on Soul Talk to talk about forgiveness. Uh, We talked about the process of forgiveness that Jesus has us do. Uh, He said to uh, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Now, it's interesting that science today has discovered that what Jesus said uh, is accurate and true. Uh, We would have so many less problems if we would just do what Jesus said to do and uh, not follow the world's standards. But science shows that uh, in Jesus' portrayal of uh, forgiveness, which is all through the Gospels, Uh, that when we forgive, that we heal faster. Mm -hmm. Uh, The abused receives measurable improvements on psychological and physical health. Uh, But there's also a catch, and that is that forgiveness isn't just a one-time thing. Uh, It's not a leave-it-all-behind. It's a continual process. Uh, in, In fact, specific techniques across all the different uh, practitioners uh, give us this process that our brains can't forgive people who've hurt us until we grieve the pain that we've experienced. And that's what Jesus said. We have to recognize who our enemy is and how it's transpired to hurt us. Uh, And then we have to decide that we're going to forgive. 
or if we're going to uh, have compassion to the one who's wounded us. And then, Dave, I found that unforgiveness physically limits us. Sadly, the research shows that holding a grudge against someone else who's wounded us does not affect them. Uh, instead, when we ruminate on it, we're letting them live rent-free in our, uh, in our minds. And so instead of helping us, it impairs us. And uh, it raises the levels of stress and the stress chemicals in our bodies. It takes up cognitive energy because we're ruminating and not focusing on things that are present. It can elevate your blood pressure and promote weight gain. And all of this just comes from ruminating about how you've been hurt. Yeah. Holding onto your hurt creates a log in your mind and a weight in your body. Then the last thing I wanted to talk on on this is that forgiveness does not mean that you have to accept further harm. Forgiveness is accepting what happens and then moving on without wishing harm on the one who hurt you. It's not placing yourself in situations where you're going to be hurt or abused again. The best way to forgive someone in those situations that uh, they cause boundary problems is uh, to walk away, Mm. to walk away. To walk away doesn't mean that you haven't forgiven. You can forgive and then guard your boundaries so that you're not hurting uh, or being hurt again. Yeah. You know, um, there's, there's there's a point of application here that I think is hard for, for a lot of people because, um, sometimes I think we can get so hurt that, that leaping to forgiveness is too much of a step, right? Mm -hmm. We have to work our way up. And I sometimes think we forget about the power of prayer just in general, just what prayer can do, not just in the actual physical world, but in our hearts. Um, I once heard a preacher, talk about how he had had, I mean, something had happened where he just had a hard spot in his heart for somebody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he said he began to pray the Lord's prayer, but for these people, right? So for example, he would say, uh, our father who art in heaven, I pray. So if, if, if Rick, if you pastor Rick, if you're the person that I have a hard spot in my heart for, mm-hmm. I would pray. I pray that pastor Rick would hollow your name. Mm. I pray that, Pastor Rick's desire would be to see your kingdom come and your will done on earth. Give Pastor Mm -hmm. Rick this day his daily bread and Mm -hmm. forgive him his trespasses as you help him to forgive those who trespassed against him. Mm -hmm. Lead lead Pastor Rick not into temptation, but deliver him from evil. You see what I'm saying? Like he would just walk through that prayer, but instead of himself, he would insert the person he had a hard spot in his heart for and he said, as time goes on, he said he started to notice something about it, that he actually started to root for this person who he once had a, a cold spot in his heart for. And his conclusion was, is you can't pray for someone and not take an investment into their life, right? If you're, if you're putting forth the effort to pray for someone and to talk to God about someone, you're going to find that you're invested in their life and you want good things to happen to them, right? Yes, Absolutely. There's, there's, so I think, you know, cause, cause if someone just said, look, I've got a, 
black spot in my heart for this person. How do I fix it? Honestly, I don't know. We I don't know how you make that it. go away. The only thing I've ever heard that I thought made sense to me was that, was that this guy just forced himself every night. I'm going to speak to God and in a very um, sincere manner and pray through the Lord's prayer for this person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Jesus uh, gave us as our, our first active step is to pray mm-hmm. and to pray the best for those folks. And prayer, God will take that kind of prayer and use it to change your heart. And that is uh, the beginning of discovering what forgiveness is all about. Mm-hmm. I agree with you completely there, Dave. It's good. It's good. This is a hard, hard this subject. is one of the harder subjects because as we discussed in the first segment, culturally, it's tough right now because we are not a forgiving culture at all. We're the opposite. We want, when you do something wrong, when you wrong us, we want to pound you and grind you into dust. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to stop until you can't work anymore, that you that you lose. We want you to lose everything, right? That's that's kind of the cultural. Kind of the cultural look. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at culturally. And so this becomes even harder for the Christian because often the people we need to forgive are the people that espouse those ideas. Yes. And we don't want to do that. Your, your, your knee-jerk reaction is to be Jonah. Well, and to judge them. Yeah. So Jonah, what a lot of people don't realize is that the Ninevites, um, I I, I saw someone the other day refer to Jonah as a bigot prophet, which uh totally misses the point of what that is. Uh He had great reason to be pretty angry with the Ninevites. Nineveh is the capital city of Assyria. Assyria, um, the Assyrian Empire is really the first human civilization to make the military the kind of central core of the way they do life. Mm-hmm. And as such, they're the first ones to really incorporate like a vicious brand of torture. Uh, they're the first ones to use um, propaganda as mental warfare. Mm-hmm. They would engrave in tablets and pictures of people being dismembered and send them forward into the towns they were heading for mm-hmm. to scare people. They are one of the, they would cut off, if they let you live, they would cut your ears or noses off to signify you were a slave. They had one of the most brutal forms of slavery known to humans ever. Mm. So what gets kind of lost is this Jonah probably knew people who'd been killed, enslaved, like because the Assyrians just ruled this area in his time. Mm-hmm. So he knew people. He had, he had good reasons to feel some anger towards them. But when God comes and says, does it do you well to be angry? Does it do you well? How is that working out for you? Mm-hmm. Like, forget about the Ninevites for a second. How's it working out for you? And it goes, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it goes to um, back up what you said, that holding that in your heart just hurts you. It's not hurting the Ninevites. Right. I was reading another book. I mentioned Amazing Grace. There's one by Desmond Tutu called The Forgiveness Book. And that is an amazing read if you have a chance to get a hold of it. I'll have to put that on my list. Okay. (laughs) Well, do we want to take a break? Oh, yes. Let's take a break. And uh, what have you experienced when you've forgiven someone? What's it like? Okay. We're going to talk about that next. Uh, Is that what we're just supposed to think about? That's what we're thinking about during the... I'm going to think about that. Okay.
This is Soul Talk, and our subject today has been about forgiveness. We're going to take a little different tack uh, on this segment and look at ourselves and about our need for forgiveness from God. Just a reminder, Jesus said, But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good for those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. And then Paul wrote in Colossians, Therefore, as God's chosen children, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness, Mm -hmm. humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against the other. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Uh, As we examine our own lives, there are things that need to be forgiven. I found a couple of prayers that I thought are are wonderful to pray in those kind of situations. The first one comes out of Psalms 25. It reads, Remember, Lord, your compassion and mercy, which you showed long ago. Do not recall the sins and failings of my youth. In your mercy, remember me, Lord, because of your goodness. The Psalms have some pretty amazing things. And there's a couple of verses that you can use to confess your sins. Another one that takes phrases out of Luke 15. Father, I've sinned against you, and I'm not worthy to be called your son or daughter. Be merciful to me, a sinner. Father of mercy, like the prodigal son, I return to you and say, I have sinned against you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Christ Jesus, Savior of the world, I pray with the repentant thief to whom you promised paradise. Lord, remember me in your kingdom. Holy Spirit, fountain of love, I call on you with trust. Purify my heart and help me to walk as a child of the light. Sometimes it's, it's difficult. Somebody hurts us and we know we ought to forgive and so we try to forgive in, in the flesh. And... Uh, we don't seem to be getting very far, or, or we we try to do it spiritually, and uh, we're not making any progress. And, and the problem is that we haven't sought forgiveness from God for some things that are in our own lives. First step is to find forgiveness for ourselves through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about forgiveness, we need to remember that we, above all, need forgiveness in our own life. And only when we find that forgiveness can we forgive others. You know, jumping back a little bit, it's interesting that Paul says before he gets to bear with each other and finally to forgiving each other, Mm -hmm. he says you got to clothe yourself in compassion. It's almost as if that that's necessary first to be able to bear with each other and forgive each other. You have to clothe yourself in compassion. And I always think of empathy, Now, we were talking in one of the earlier segments about things that will help lead you to a place where you want to forgive, right? Mm -hmm. How do I make that happen? Um, In my life, when we thought about that in the last break, um, it was empathy. Empathy. And there's an interesting story. um, Well, first of all, there's been a recent study where they tried to, you know, neuroscientists tried to figure out what portion of our brains empathy comes from, right? Uh And it's actually a little part, right? Right. Um, what they found was they didn't know this before, but what they what we already knew was that the big part of our brain, the fast part, is the part that's um, interested in self preservation. Right. Mm-hmm. We already knew this about our brain, but basically, your brain is always working strongest and fastest into trying to do the things you already want to do. 
to justify it, right? Yes. Your brain wants to make it easier for you to do the things you already want to do, right? That's the biggest, strongest, fastest part of our brain. So they found the part that does empathy, which we're shockingly low on right now. And they found that in order for that part of your brain to work, because it's smaller and slower, that you need undistracted time. Like you just need time where you're not, your, your, your attention isn't being focused somewhere else. They said it was, it was amazing because they found like, and, and you look at our technology, our phones, we live in a time where we're always distracted. We mm-hmm. don't have these moments where we're undistracted and we're alone with our thoughts anymore. And it coincides with this loss of empathy we've had. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this, this kind of amazing discovery. And I think about the story of Jesus when they bring the woman caught in adultery with him to him. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, the Pharisees like, we caught this woman. She's guilty of adultery. Uh, Moses, the law of Moses said we should stone her. What do you say? And he does something really weird, right? He he just bends down. And he starts drawing in the dirt, right? Yes, he does. And you could Google this story and there'll be a million blog articles of people opining, what is Jesus writing in <laughs> the dirt? What is he writing in the dirt? Yes. And and he gets up and he says, finally, after some time has passed, you, you assume time has passed, he gets up and he says, let him who's without sin cast the first stone. And then what does he do? He goes back to drawing in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And we're fascinated with that. We're like, what is he drawing? Mm-hmm. What's he doing? He's writing out their sins, isn't he? <laughs> and then the Bible says, one by one, starting with the oldest, they began to go away. And again, there's no reason to explain it like that unless you're trying to imply that time is passing. What if Jesus wasn't writing anything in the dirt? What if Jesus is in fact God, knows exactly how your brain works and operates, and is giving these men the time and space their brain needs to be alone with their thoughts to develop empathy? And why do the old men leave first? Because, because in time, over time, we develop a sense of wisdom. They have a longer life lived, which is wisdom, information from that, to draw back on and think about all their sins. And it's funny what we do with our sins, right? Yes. We, we have no problem justifying those. Well, I was hurt. And so they were able to have empathy on this woman who was like, yes, did she sin? And I don't know anything about this woman. Maybe they did. Maybe they knew her husband was cheating on her. I don't know, because I think she was guilty. Mm-hmm. I think they brought an actual guilty woman to her, to, I to think Jesus. They did. And I think Jesus forced them, put them in a situation where they had to spend a few moments with their thoughts and develop, let the empathy center of their brain get moving. And that helps to forgive. If you have empathy, and that's the only way I've forgiven people in my life. It's because I had to put myself in their shoes and understand why, where their sin was coming from. And it's because inevitably, it's because they're broken. Someone broke them, right? Yes. And once you understand that about everyone, it's so much easier to forgive and not hold on to grudges. Because you understand right. that like someone broke them. And, and, and whoever broke them, someone broke them. Yes, and that is one of the, the things that we need to go through when we forgive is we need to reach a point where there is some compassion for those who hurt us. And that's a tough thing to get to. But uh, Desmond Tutu made a point of that in his book mm-hmm. that uh, people weren't able to really get 
past the hurt and everything until they had some empathy mm-hmm. or some compassion, yeah. uh, some identification with that person who hurt them. Yeah. And that's a good way to put it too, to get past the hurt. Because in a manner of speaking, in a way, the problem is, is you've got to get out of your hurt in yes. order to do this. And what, and even though it's not like you're not going into peace, but if you put yourself into someone else's hurt, you did it. You're yes. empathizing you start with them. to understand. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly, like, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to close with uh, a prayer of forgiveness for each one of us. Father God, we come before you, and just like the prodigal son, we admit that we have run away from you. We want now to come back, and, and we seek your forgiveness for those things that we've done that uh, have harmed you, your spirit. And we ask forgiveness for those that we have hurt. Uh, Give us grace and understanding that we might forgive others and in so doing understand your forgiveness for us. I just pray for the audience now and just ask that you might bless them in a very special way with the freedom that comes with forgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. up today's show. Thanks for listening. Remember, keep trusting Jesus and stay strong.